Oh, we are almost there, aren't we, everybody? The long weekend is upon us. For many of you, it's already started. Some of you took today off. So you're already somewhere. Maybe you're listening to us via the Go app, the iHeart TSN 1050 Go app. I don't really know what it is. I just throw all those words together, and I'm hoping I'm doing the promotion. It's proper due. You can also stream us, listen to us live. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. And it's funny, what I'm doing right now, and we got a lot to get to. Jeff Skinner traded to the Sabres. Mark Stone gets a one-year, a little over about $7.25 million dollars. From the Ottawa Senators, they avoid arbitration. What does that mean for Marner deals, for Nylander deals? Because remember, this is Toronto. We'll give Ottawa a couple seconds. Oh, what does it mean for Ottawa? Well, you know, he's 26 years old. He can score a hey, Mark Stone. What does it mean for Toronto? What does it mean for the Maple Leafs? Obviously, we're gonna, I'm going to talk a lot about the Argonauts' win last night. Oh, my God, what a crazy game. Like, just a ridiculous game. But as we are speaking, because this is the long weekend, I'm right now, I'm on Google Maps. I'm on Google Maps. Um, Like some people, you have cottages. I'm lucky enough to have one. If you don't have one, hopefully you've got a friend. Because I'll tell you right now, the one thing overrated about cottages, taxes. You pay so much. You know, and you're only there for a short period of time. So for people that don't have them, trust me, there is a lot of good there. But on Google... Highway 400, slower traffic than usual. And then I'm looking at other routes, slower traffic than usual. Producer Joe, um, beyond you know the show today, we're going to have Davis Sanchez, TSN football analyst, former CFL with Montreal. He's going to join us. We'll talk about Johnny Manziel. So you produce that. You got Craig Button at 1220. There's actually a bunch of hockey news. You produce that. Joe, can you produce for me the easy, the easiest route from here to Bracebridge, Ontario? Well, I can't like completely tell you which way to go, uh-huh. but every other road outside of the 400 is always the better option, like Highway 27, Highway 50, Weston Road will take you pretty far. Seth? And then just you got to loop onto Highway 9, and then it's it's all breezy from there. Yeah. It might take you 10 or 15 more minutes, but at least your car's moving. You get some nice things to look at. You get to listen to your music a little longer while you're driving. Listen to 1050 a little longer while you're driving. That's right. you listen to Andy McNamara with his fake picks on Proline. Do you hear him yesterday? Andy McNamara was talking about how he, he's, he could be the best, uh, he's the best Proline picker in the history of this station. Get out of here, Andy. I will take you down any day with my knowledge of the Twins taking on uh, the Brewers in interdivision baseball. I will take you down with my fake knowledge when it comes to Proline. But you should listen to him because he has been doing well. It's just getting a little cocky. It's getting a little cocky for me with his Proline best bets. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the four. Anyway, okay, nope. Let's get first to the the happy the very, very happy piece of audio from last night's Toronto Argonauts game. There is, basically, when the ball is caught, there is one second left. This was the play that culminated with the Argonauts' crazy comeback win, 42-41 win over the Ottawa Red Blacks, and it sounded like this. Wilder across both to the right of Bethel Thompson, who drops back. 
He pumps. He steps up in the pocket. He throws to the end zone. Single coverage! Touchdown! 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 Armani Edwards has it in the end zone with one second left! The Toronto Argonauts take their first lead of the night at the absolute perfect time. Now, I want to play that again, but the best part is is the moment when Chris Schultz realizes what's happening because you could sort of hear him just laughing underneath. And technical producer Steve Eliop- Eliopoulos, you were at the... Did I hear you whisper in your ear? Were you at the game last night? Yeah, I was, I was uh, opping. You were, op- yeah. you were opping the game. What was that like? Because that first half... Was that was some of the worst football I've seen, and you know there's like 58 seconds left. Wilder fumbles the ball away. Ottawa scores again. It's like 28-7 at the half. I mean that. I mean, how was how was Hoagie? Tell me about his emotional tenor at the end of the game versus at the end of the half. Complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. He must have. He must have just been miserable. Okay, play me. Play me that Armani Edwards touchdown again. Wilder across both to the right of Cloud Bethel Thompson, who drops back. He pumps. He steps up in the pocket. He throws to the end zone. Single coverage! Touchdown! 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 Armani Edwards has it in the end zone with one second left! Right. The Toronto Argonauts take their first lead of the night at the absolute perfect time. And yeah, you can just hear Schultz underneath laughing because. Here's my question. How did the Argonauts do that? Whether you're a casual fan, a hardcore fan, or you're not really a CFL fan, but you like football, just think about this. The Argonauts gave up two special teams touchdowns. They committed four turnovers. The quarterback making the start, that was his first ever start. Toronto was outgained by 148 yards in the first quarter. They were outgained 262 to 122 at the half. They were down 38 to 14 with under five minutes to go in the third quarter. That game was nuts. That was a hell of a catch by Armani Edwards. That was a hell of a game. And here's the thing big pitcher, man, do the Argonauts need that. Wow, did they need that win. They had lost by 18 points to Winnipeg at home in Week 6. And then for a lot of people, you remember the home opener. Grey Cup rematch against Calgary. 41-7. to And that score could have been far worse. 41-7 to loss. And that was the game where Ricky Ray, that might have been the last time we see Ricky Ray, as he got crushed in that game. So for the people going to the home opener or going to these home games, like, oh my God, another blowout. Another blowout. We are down by 24 points. What am I even doing here? I wonder how many people actually stayed till the end of the game. It would be no like when Deontay Spencer returned that kick for a touchdown to make it 38-14 with about five minutes to go. Um, I absolve you. If you left the game, do not feel shame. There are times when you should feel shame in sports. This is not one of them. I think it's also Ottawa's a good team. You know, they were a couple, you know, a couple of minutes away from being 5-2 and two to start the year. Their two losses were against Calgary. Everyone's losing to Calgary right now. How did they win this game? But they needed it. The home fans, they needed The organization needed it. For Mark Tressman, I was pretty critical of him yesterday. He needed that as well. 
for the way he's handled his quarterbacks, for the development, the succession plan for Ricky Ray. And giving McLeod Bethel Thompson the start. And McLeod Bethel Thompson also did nothing in that first half. I mean, for people like me that were, you know, upset at Mark Tressman, at the end of that first half, that was just ratcheted up. Same thing on the uh, TS, the CFL on TSN panel yesterday. But we, you know, I was thinking to myself, what, what are you doing? MBT, you know, because when you do well, you get the, you get, uh, you get the abbreviation. McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, nothing in the first half. And then the second half came alive. Also, the CFL, I think, needed this. This was the game of uh, the year so far. Because the last thing the CFL wanted was for the entire week to just be about Johnny Manziel. That all the focus was going to be just on Johnny Manziel. Well, now you got something else. You got this... Quarterback and McLeod Bethel Thompson, who, you know, not a young guy, 30 years old, but a guy who said he's been cut 11, 12, 13 times during his foray into the NFL and talked about how, you know, you have to have a certain level of insanity and drive to do this job. And he uh, he's done it, at least for one day. And to bounce back in the second half, it's one thing for a young quarterback or a rookie quarterback to do well when everything's going right. You know, the defense is playing really well. Special teams is putting you in a great position to succeed. Everything's going right. But what about when you're down 38-14? And for him, second half, 18 of 25, 233 yards and four touchdowns. We'll get more into that. Also, I want to play one sound involving Johnny Manziel. Uh, but a lot more thoughts on the Argonauts, on why they won, their comeback against the Red Blacks, what it means. Uh, but also Johnny Manziel, David Sanchez is going to join us in about 15 minutes' time. But I want to hear from his agent because agents normally, they're always going to big up their client and they're going to lie their asses off. Except in this case. His own agent on that Barstool Sports uh, podcast, the comeback season but it's season with an SZN. His own agent, Eric Burkhart, is not exactly confident in Johnny Manziel. Have you learned more than like nine plays in the three practices you've got before they decide to throw you out to the wolves, so to speak? Yeah, so you, so Eric, you think, you think it's premature? I do. I, I think it's insane. I, I think he's had like four practices in this offense. I think it's a little premature. I, if, if he's in shape and ready to go, his game to me has always been like a broken play type of game. It's not like timing patterns and things like that necessarily. It's get back in the pocket and let your instincts take over. That's great. Uh, let your instincts take over. That only lasts you so long. Even the agent is a little bit freaking out about it. Um, the other news going on that we'll get to later in the show, Mark Stone this avoided arbitration himself and the Ottawa Senators signed a one-year deal for $7.35 million. And by the way, Mark's plan, I think, worked perfect. Well, both sides' plans, I guess, worked. Because going into this, and again, Mark Stone, 26 years old, last year he had 62 points in only 58 games. That's a, that's a hell of a pace he was on. 91 goals in his past four years. A solid two-way guy. You know, he's a good, he's a good winger. He asked for $9 million. That's too much. 
The Ottawa Senators offered $5 million. That is way too low. So they settle in the middle, $7.35 million. That, of course, is what I like to refer to as a Goldilocks deal. Because the team, they offered the really cold porridge at $5 million. And then Mark Stone and his team said, oh, 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 $9 million. That porridge, a little too hot. In the end, they found a way at seven point three five. What does this mean for Neilander and Marner? Those guys, first-round picks. Mark Stone, six-rounder. Both those guys, four or five years younger. Both of them put up this, you know, in terms of points per game, very similar. In terms of skill set, um, listen, I haven't watched Mark Stone as much as I have Neilander and Marner. There's some bias here, but uh, there's a reason why Neilander and Marner were first-rounders and Mark Stone wasn't. Something against Mark Stone. I'm glad he got the money, and he's a really good player. But if Ottawa's given him that, then what about Nylander and Marner? Now, you also have to consider, in terms of the average amount, well, it was a one-year deal. So a one-year deal, usually you get, you're going to get paid more money than if you sign a long-term deal. So that obviously is going to factor in between Kyle Dubas and the Maple Leafs on one side and the players and the agents on the other. But maybe the biggest story today, Joe Narsa, we've been we've been arguing about this, we've been fighting about it. Uh, this came up yesterday. We are doing this on Toronto today. It is the Cheers reboot, and it was all athletes that we are casting for the Cheers reboot that we're doing, buddy. This has been the greatest accomplishment of my life so far. You know what? That's probably true. That is probably true. It says a lot about you. What was number two before this? Silence Ooh. on the other end. I really shouldn't ask these sort of questions, should I? Probably not. Probably not. No. Um, so we are doing the Cheers reboot. And the reason for this is, um, yesterday, the female cast of Friends, Jennifer Aniston, said, yep, Kudrow, Cox, they'd be interested. Don't know about the uh, male side, but they'd be interested in a reboot, a revival of Friends. So we thought, what about Cheers? And we threw it out to you guys yesterday and last night. Who would you cast for Sam, Mayday, Malone, Rebecca, Norm, Woody, Frazier, Diane, Cliff, Carla, Coach? By the way, on my script, I uh, spelt it as Couch. Let me just... All right, there we go. And uh, you guys sent in... Yes, bare minimum. Uh, You guys sent in tons of suggestions. And again, I want to thank all the listeners, everyone on Twitter, who followed along and took part in that. And we, we had some debate. Like, one of our big debates was Woody. And I'll get into that a little, a, a little bit later in the show. But the one that we need some help with the voting for is Sam Mayday Malone. And you go to my account, at MCause56, um, also at TSN 1050 Radio. And here's the poll question. For our Cheers reboot, we're casting the show with athletes. We need your help for Sam Mayday Malone. Who would you vo- vote for? Jesse Palmer, Aaron Rodgers, and Lundquist. And um, what, Joe, what should the uh, deadline be? When should we when should we cut this off and uh, reveal who uh, is going to play Sam Mayday Malone? Because we've we figured out everyone else. I think we argued the most over Woody, but we've got to figure it out, right? Yeah, I think so. We could. It's either we could do it at the top of the twelve o'clock hour, or we could do it at twelve forty. Twelve forty is way too late. All right, so we can we've do got it at the top of the twelve o'clock hour if you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we will do that. I know that coming up next, uh, Davis Sanchez is going to join us. But I need I need myself a little cheers. I need myself a little cheers. You guys have been cutting it. Let's do this rapid fire. I see not one, not two, but three norms. 
entering the bar, the iconic moment when Norm Peterson, played by George Wendt, would come into the bar, the crowd would cheer Norm, there'd be a little witty repartee. Let's go through them all first with my, actually, I think my favorite one. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, what's happening, Norm? It's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Now we've got Joe Beer ripping or nipping at my liver. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, Mr. Peterson, Jack Frost nipping at your nose? Yeah, now let's get Joe Beer nipping at my liver, huh? <laughs> and here is the final one. Good afternoon, everybody. Norm! Hey, how's life treating you there, Norm? Beats me. And it kicks me and leaves me for dead. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a uh, Friday before a long weekend. There's going to be a lot of cheers on the show today. Uh, David Sanchez, TSN football analyst, coming up next. We talk about how the hell did the Argonauts, how the hell did they come back in that game against Ottawa? And I don't think Johnny Manziel is going to succeed tonight against Montreal. It's still must-watch TV, but I think it's going to be a must-watch failure. Let's see what David Sanchez has to say. That's coming up next right here on Toronto Today on TSN 1050. Welcome back, everybody. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050. It is the Friday of the long weekend. And I'll say this many, many times. Um, if you are out on a lake, be careful, especially um, night drinking. And if you're not a good swimmer. Don't do it. It's a, it's a, they just every year, May two for weekend, every long weekend, you always hear stories of boats, canoes, or people um, just you know injured or even drowning. So be safe this weekend. Have fun. I mean, trust me. My car right now is just packed up with wine and food and goodness. It's a caloric nightmare. It's going to be a blast. But it's still going to be safe. Join us now to talk the crazy Argonauts comeback win. And, of course, Johnny Mansell, Davis Sanchez. Always love getting a chance to chat with him. Uh, videos on CFL.ca. Um, or also, of course, seeing all his fantastic work on, on, uh, on TSN. Davis, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm going to use that, the caloric nightmare. I think my life, my wife would probably say my life's a caloric nightmare. So that's what's, uh, I've, I like that. I've seen you. You are not a caloric nightmare. You're in shape. I see the videos of, of Brody uh, Lawson uh, shaming the rest of us, you know, with her workouts every day as, you know, I'm trying to have, you know, cake. So uh, I think you'd be okay. You'd be okay with a little more all right, calorie. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You're you're doing good. Don't sell yourself short, my friend. Um, let's start with the Argonauts. So they commit four turnovers. They give up two special teams touchdowns. They were outgained by 140 yards at the half. They were down by 24 points with under five minutes to go in the third quarter with a quarterback who had never started before. How the hell did they do that last night? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a recipe for heading heading to the gates. But, uh... Oh my! I mean, by the way, how many people do you think left when Deontay Spencer? I I got to think thousands must have left. But how did Toronto come back? Yeah, I have no idea. We've seen over the years, you know the deal. In this in this league, Canadian Football League, if you don't put teams away, then you're going to get uh, that's what's going to happen, and that's what happened to Ottawa. A couple special teams plays, and then all of a sudden you felt. You felt Mo momentum rolling. The SJ after the return from I think the biggest play uh, was the return, but 
from uh, Martise J- Jackson. Once he made that return, then SJ scored. Uh, you could just feel it. SJ actually walked by the bench after his touchdown, and I couldn't read his lips because his back was kind of to us. But he was not bouncing his head. They were down 12, 10 minutes left or something. He was bouncing his head, talking to the Ottawa sideline, basically something to do with it's not over, here we go. And he, that kind of, you could see that, that belief he had, and I think the rest of the guys is kind of, that momentum, it's, it's, a, it's a serious thing. What did you see from uh, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, especially compare and contrast the first half where he did nothing and the second half where he threw over for just over 230 yards and four touchdowns? Yeah, without really looking at the film and kind of getting an understanding of what he was doing, the one thing I did see is that he, tempo, it was, you know, they kind of picked up the tempo when he got in a rhythm. It's like, you know, I would compare it to a jump shooter in basketball. He got a lot of touches. And he just was stroking that thing, and that's you could see kind of as the tempo picked up. He dropped back. He felt comfortable. He was, they were moving quickly. And then I mean, look, two, four touchdowns, one interception, three hundred yards. His numbers in the first half, like you said, he had. I think he had forty-five yards passing in the first half, and then he ends with three hundred and two. So, I think it was just all about rhythm and being comfortable. Football analyst on TSN, Davis Sanchez, is joining us, and. W- it is remarkable just having that comfort because I was saying this before. It's one thing for when a young quarterback does well, when you know the defense is playing well and special teams is on your side and you've got a lead or it's a close game. It's another thing for a guy who's never started before to be down by 24 points when you know the opposing defense knows, okay, they're passing. You know, the degree of difficulty for what he had to do was incredible. There's there's no way that the guys in that room, and you heard him after the game, McLeod, Bethel Thompson was saying it to our Machinetti that uh, there's a belief in this locker room. We all believe, and, and, and you hear it from the guys, hey, we never gave up. I'm calling BS. Thank I'm you. Certain. Thank they were you. Done. They were done, and they were, I guarantee you, the guys in the room, yeah, thank you with me, right? Yeah, I fully agree. In the room, and, and, and I've been in that situation. And guys are starting to think, and especially when you're one in five, I promise you, the guys in that room are starting to think about themselves and about, wait a minute, uh, my job security. You know, the veterans are guaranteed contracts after 10 weeks. Uh, some guys got three or four weeks left or two weeks left until they're guaranteed. It changes by year. You start to think about all those types of things start to go through your head. I guarantee you. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, one play happens, two play happens, you get closer, and then you say, wait a minute. We could actually win this game, and that's why I kind of turn it to Ottawa not putting them away. Letting you know that's a group of, of proud guys. I mean, these are Great Cup champions. The majority of these guys are Great Cup champions. They found a way to win, and you let them hang around, and, and they found that momentum. And that was uh, they did not think they could win that game at halftime. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, and uh, I always love it. And listen, I'm fine with athletes lying to me. You know, I'm I'm used to it from coaches, GMs, and team presidents. I'm all cool with players going, yeah, we didn't think we, we were going to win, especially near the end of that third quarter. Um, all right, let's move over to a topic of conversation that you and I have debated in the past, and that is Johnny Manziel. Um, he's had under two weeks practice. His own agent is concerned, and he's now going to start for a team that has won one game over their last 17, and nobody scores fewer points than the Montreal Alouettes. I see all of that. I'm like, there's no way to me, Johnny Manziel, I'm not talking long-term, I'm talking this week. I think it could be ugly for Manziel. Yeah, yeah. if, if your expectation is that he's going to go in there and, 
and light it up and throw for 300, 400 yards and, and win the game, I, I'm with you. It's it's probably not going to happen. I think if you're an Alouettes fan, you really just want, or just a fan of wanting to see, you know, what Johnny could possibly do in the, in this league. You hope to see glimpses of, of, of what we see in the past in, in college and maybe a little bit in the NFL, probably not a whole lot. But in college where you see that magic of him running around, making plays, turning nothing into something. And that's for me, that's what I'm looking for tonight. Because you're right, he's not going to go after being, I think he's had five practices. There's no chance, and that's a good defense, Hamilton. There's no chance he's going in there and lighting Hamilton up. It's not going to happen. His agent, Eric Burkhardt, that's an interesting game and dynamic. And I think everybody can see what his agent is doing by saying, Hey, this is, I think his quote was, and I'm not going to quote him here, but he said something to the effect of this is insane. The fact of Johnny, ha- you know, starting after being there that short of a time, it's yep. insane. And, you know, we know the reason he's saying that. He's protecting his asset and he's, he's allowing Johnny, if he fails, he's, he's, if he falls, he's going to fall on a soft pillow that Eric Bernhardt has laid out there for him. Yeah, and, it, it certainly has. Yeah. And I think it's smart. I think, like, Listen, totally. it's a smart thing to lower expectations because when people just imagine Johnny Manziel on the football field, him at his best was when he was at Texas A&M, when he had plenty of practice time, when he was the undisputed starter, and when he was also surrounded by so many first, second, and third round draft picks, Got you know, guys who eventually get drafted into the NFL that point he was at a position to succeed at that point he was thrust you know in a situation where he could win this is the opposite yeah, yeah exactly and he's yeah he has the least amount of weapons to work with in the league he's been he has the understanding of the offense uh, less than any other quarterback and he's going up against a pretty good team so it's not you know it's all eyes are on this game tonight and it's a lot of people you know the deal this is this is why we watch because we don't want to see a crash, yeah, or we want to see something you know amazing happen uh, and him succeed. It's going to be one or the other, but uh, you know, if I'm a fan of of that in particular team team in particular, I just want to see some flashes, something that makes me come back the next week. And I think that's for viewers too. It is much CTV because it's. Really, I mean, Johnny's going to put a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, he's a he's a proud guy. He's super competitive. He this guy has done. Remember his size. He's like 5'11", 6 feet tall. Yeah. And was the best player in the world in college football, uh, you know, during his time there. I mean, that's he's amazing and, and, and for, in that regard. We haven't seen that for a while, but he's got it in him, and it's not because he's a freakishly gifted athlete. He has special attributes. It's, it's his, his instinct, his competitiveness, all those type of things, and those are the things that I want to see in the CFL, and I, hopefully we get a glimpse of that tonight. If we turn on to turn on TSN. You know what I was thinking about because I, I got the highlights. You see that plug, cause what's that? that? Plug? Oh, I, I that did. Plug? I was yeah. getting there. Shameless, shameless plug. Seven o'clock tonight on <laughs> TSN. Remember to follow Davis Sanchez on Twitter at Davis Sanchez. No underscores. Really easy to spell. It makes it easy for you if you want to follow him on Twitter. But I was watching the highlights, and I see Tiger Woods. And what people, when Tiger Woods, every time he comes back, 
We don't, we don't, you know, we love the idea of if he won, but what we want to see is, is he competitive? Is he starting to look like the old version? Because if he looks like that, then it portends to a very exciting future. And it's the same thing with Johnny Manziel. I don't think anyone should be upset or disappointed if he loses tonight. But to get to your point, as long as he's starting to show those flashes and something to build on, at least that is something exciting to watch Montreal down the stretch. Great. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's a great comparison. But in reality, is, is everyone, you know, our fans gonna, gonna, as Johnny would say, temper their expectations to that, or are they gonna, you know, expect them to? What's what's the crowd in Montreal going? Is gonna what's gonna be enough for them? Oh, you know, um, I think if it's just a competitive game and excite yeah. them, because let's face it, um, no offense to the 13, 17, 18 quarterbacks who've started since Calville, but it's been pretty, you know, it's been pretty lousy. Um, Davis, before I let you go, I'm sure a lot of people missed it last night in the Edmonton-Saskatchewan game. The head coach for Edmonton started wrestling with the Gatorade container and throwing it around. I want to know in all your days, because you know, you, you've you played in the CFL, you've played pro football for a long time. What was the funniest coach freakout you were ever, uh, did you ever see you were ever a part of? Oh, that's pretty good. Um, well, first of all, the coach that was wrestling with the Gatorade bucket was... Uh, my teammate at the University of Oregon, he was a quarterback at Oregon. Uh, when I was there, we played together, and that's Jason Moss, and I didn't know he had uh, those type of wrestling moves in his repertoire, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's pretty good. No, yeah. I, you know what? I do want, well, I got one quick story, and it do was it. Uh, a coach named uh, Tim Burke. He was a defensive coordinator, and uh, we, had, we, had got, we had got an interception for a touchdown, and all the DBs ran down into the end zone, and we lined up. We lined up and took fake pictures, you know, like the, you know, the selfies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About six of us in the end zone, and and uh, Mark Tressel, the head coach, and you know, Mark Tressel doesn't like that uh, nope. shining light on yourself. He hates it. So uh, we get into the meeting room. Tim Tim Burke is a real quiet guy. We get in the meeting room the next day, and we're all sitting there drinking our coffee, laughing and smiling because we, we kicked their butt. And he walks in, he looks up, looks around, and he looks around, and he says, "You guys really deep." Really screwed me, basically, yeah. and it wasn't screwed. <laughs> and uh, he said, the coach just chewed into my ass, Coach Tressman, and you guys really screwed me. It was it was a pretty funny thing because Tim Burke is a real quiet guy, yeah. and he stood and he pondered, he looked around, and then he just laid into us because Tressman laid into him. I think that was probably... He was really sad that he got his ass ripped into, and yeah, it was so funny too. He's got to take it out on you guys, then. He did, but it was a fun, it was fun to. That's the best thing I could think of. No, no Gatorade buckets. Oh, that was funny to watch. Hey, Davis, thank you so much. And again, catch Davis Sanchez. Catch everyone else at TSN, the CFL coverage. Johnny Manziel against his former team, the Hamilton Ticats, taking on Jeremiah Masoli, who, you know, 14 of the last 15 games has thrown for over 300 yards. It should be a fun one tonight. Thank you, sir. One thing, Maddie, the emotion. Watch the emotion when he makes a play, the relief. I want to really see that. The relief for all this, this build-up on Johnny Manziel, the tension of when he actually makes a play through it. That's really what I want to see. It's a great point, my friend. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Davis Sanchez, at Davis Sanchez, is where you can follow him on Twitter. Um, coming up next, we're going to get into a really good edition of the Sound Wars, and we're going to start to break down... Our, our Cheers reboot, we're going to go over some of the athletes, plus I'm going to read uh, from people that tweeted in over the last 24 hours your guys' suggestions for who you want to see in our Cheers reboot. 
And but with athletes, with athletes playing the roles of Sam, Sam Mayday Malone, Rebecca Howe, Norm Peterson, Woody, Frazier, Diane, Cliff, Carla, Coach. Hell, there's even some people that wanted the uh, snooty restaurant owner from above. So we'll get into that right here on Toronto Today. You're listening to TSN 1050. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Toronto Today. I am Matthew Cause. This is TSN 1050. A lot of people are listening right now, and you're driving up to your cottages. And first, safe drive. Get up there, and don't be the jerk. Don't be the constant lane changer. I can guarantee you, you will not get there faster. Okay? I don't want any of the listeners here riding the ass of some car in front of them. Okay? Give a little bit of space. Get there safe. Have a blast. Have fun. I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of you all. You're all there. For a lot of other people, enjoy Toronto. Carabana going on all this weekend. There was stuff last night at Lamport Stadium. There's going to be stuff throughout the city. Also, keep in mind what road closures there are in the city of Toronto. Because not just with the parade, but there's events, things going on near Lakeshore and Strawn, Bathurst. Keep an eye on it. So for everyone sticking in the city for Carabana, it's a blast. For everyone going up north, going to cottages for the long weekend, enjoy. There's music festivals. Have fun. Be safe. All right, that's it. I think that's that's pretty good for my uh, for my PSA. Um, the big news going on in terms of hockey was last night, um, Jeff Skinner, the Buffalo Sabres, acquired Skinner from the Hurricanes in exchange for Cliff. Now, now I need your help here, uh, producer Joe Narsa. Is it Pooh? It's P U. How does how does Cliff say his last name? I believe it is Pooh. Okay, and I'm getting I'm getting a thumbs up from update Tristan Fitzpatrick. Um, who's just thankful he doesn't have to say Lourdes Guriel anytime soon. Um, so for Cliff Poo, a 2019 second-round pick and a couple picks in 2020. And he's a free agent after this year. So it's, it's sort of like a super, 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 super poor man's Kawhi Leonard in the sense that uh, Buffalo's getting a talented player. Nowhere near what Kawhi is, but Buffalo's a team that has trouble scoring, especially even strength. Well, Skinner, seventh among NHL players over the last three years with 74 even strength goals. So that is key. But he is a f- unrestricted free agent after this year. Skinner's camp has said they are going to test free agency. So you get him for a year. See what you can do. Match him up with some of your talented centers and see what happens. Also for Buffalo, what's key is they didn't have to get rid of any first-round picks, and they have not one, not two, but three next year. I hope this works for Buffalo. I want Buffalo to be a good team. I don't want them to be a great team, because I don't want them to actually really challenge the Maple Leafs. But I want them to be just a little bit below. Because the best thing would be if Buffalo goes up, that's it, we can compete with Toronto. Oh, wait, no, you can't. But I'm rooting for it. Toronto plays the Sabres four times a year. You want them to be a good team. You want to be a good rivalry. You want it, you know, games that actually mean something. So good for the Buffalo Sabres getting Jeff Skinner. Hopefully that works out for them. Uh, a little bit closer to home, Mark Stone went to uh, was uh, they were going with arbitration, salary arbitration between Mark Stone and the Senators. Mark Stone says, "I want nine million. I was <laughs> like, "We'll give you about half that. We'll give you five million." But first off, we were laughing the other day by this just the level the difference in salary. But maybe both sides, they did this on purpose and they knew how it was going to end up. 
Pretty much in the middle. One year, $7.35 million. Yes, if it was a long-term deal, the money would not be as much. But here's the interesting thing. Ottawa has three guys entering unrestricted free agency next summer. Mark Stone, Eric Carlson, Matt Duchesne. This entire year for Ottawa, no one is going to care about anything on the ice. It is strictly about, can we move those three players? Before we get into our recasting of the show Cheers, and we're doing it with all athletes. It's all athletes taking the different roles. Before we get into it, it's one of our favorite things to do. We did it last summer. We're doing it this summer. It's time now for Sound Wars. The greatest moments in history are now up to you. This is TSN 1050's Sound Wars. Yeah! And that's right. It is conference championship level Sound Wars. Today, the battle is in the Kessel Conference. And we're only doing one battle now. And all the winners will be announced on Landsberg in the morning. You go to tsn1050.ca. You click on Sound Wars. You vote for your favorite. This time, it is seed number one. It is the having the time of his life. It's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life. That, of course, was from Monday Night Football game. Deer in the Headlights reporter wasn't really on him. More on the producers. Remember, I'm on air, so I'm going to blame the producers. And going up against, oh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, this is the one I, I might want to win it all. The force is strong with the Penguins. Join us and fight the dark side when we battle the Islanders on December 7th during our special Star Wars theme night. Buy tickets you must. Visit PittsburghPenguins.com. May the force be with you. All right, I got some thoughts on this. So that was Phil Kessel doing his promo for the Penguins. Hey, it's Star Wars night. We want to get the crowd out. Everyone dress up. We'll have some fun. So that's the one that was released to the public. I want the outtakes. Because if that's the best version of Phil Kessel, if that was the one where the director was like, good. Like, how bad were the other ones? Because you know... That wasn't one take. Phil Kessel just talking and broadcasting, it's not his thing. That's fine. For a lot of people, it isn't. People get uncomfortable. They get nervous. I get it. Buy tickets, you must. But that, what you heard right there, is Phil at Max Energy, which says to me there was a bunch of takes before that were less than that. Buy tickets, you must. So just go now, as I said, TSN1050.ca, click on Sound Wars, vote for your favorite, having the time of his life, or Kessel's sound or Star Wars promo. Voting for this Sound War closes Tuesday. So remember, Monday, holiday Monday, so you got a little extra time. Closes Tuesday at 8 a.m. Just listen to Landsberg in the morning. I'll be there with Mark Rowe. Listen on Tuesday, Landsberg in the morning, for the Kessel 
conference champion and start a new Elite Eight Sound Wars battle on TSN 1050. Producer Joe Narsa, how many takes do you think they got out of Phil? Because it's not like they could spend all day with him. Because he's like, uh, guys, I got I got to work my back check in here. See, Steve and I back here think that that was a one take. He walked up, he took the sheet of paper, he read it, and he just kept walking. Like this was. There's no way he didn't do this once and just like, all right, guys, I'm done. I'll see you later. So sort of like Krusty the Clown when he's voicing over his uh, when he's voicing over his new doll and Lisa's in the studio. He's like, hey, hey, I'm Krusty, talking Krusty. Come over here. Oh, what's over there? You're like, just all right. But a bing, but a bang, but a boom. That's how it's done, kid. Learn from the best. Yes, then lights his cigar, steals uh. a Danish, and continues to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that clip? Actually, Steve, now don't worry. You, you got about 400 pieces of sound to do here. But if at some point, if you could find it, it's the holiday Friday. Um, we are all over. Cheers. And before we get into our recasting of cheers, let's. Uh, I want to have. Okay, yeah. Here is one of our favorite clips from the television show Cheers. Here is Cliff Clavin talking with a very young Diane and with Norm about his theories on beer. But what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. (laughs) When the uh, British rule the Punjab, ten bucks all the way. Uh, steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest days of the year to uh, balance out their inside and outside temperatures. See, conversely, uh, drinking an ice-cold drink on a cold day uh, actually results in a more uh, comfortable body temperature. All right. Why do you drink ice-cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clavin. <laughs> what else are you going to do with it? <laughs> There's a lot of Cheers fans out there, and I'm not going to lie to you. The listeners... You guys have been fantastic. So, should we close the poll right now? Because the one we were debating the most about was Sam Mayday Malone, played by Ted Danson. Um, there was a lot of talk about Bryce Harper. Kyle LaSalle tweeting in right now, uh, saying, I still say Harper for his hair. If not, then Jeremy Roenick. Um, we didn't go with Harper or Jeremy Roenick. Um, is it time to start to close the, uh, the poll there, sir? We can close it now. I just, I'm not a fan of who's winning. So my bias, my ability of having control over this is wanting me to push it, but we can close. It's only 10 minutes, so. We got to close the poll. Because listen, we got Craig Button in the next hour. We got to, okay, we'll go to 12 o'clock. No, we can close it now. I don't think it's going to change. Listen, we're going to talk about some of the other suggestions from the listeners. Well, you had a good segue. I don't know if you noticed. I did? Yeah, because we came off of a Kessel clip, and then you throw to a Cliff clip, Mm -hmm. and when we were putting together our cheers, we said, Phil Kessel is absolutely Cliff. Okay, well, okay, we'll get to that one second. You're right, that is a a natural segue. Uh, I'm I'm looking on the Google Maps right now to get to my cottage, and I think I'm going to do 404 North to the very end. You know, and then work my way up. I'll pass Beaverton and and all these little towns. So maybe I'm a little I'm a little distracted. But if you want to vote, and uh, you can find us at TS at, at TSN 1050, retweeted it, and my account MCOS 56 MCOS 56 is where you go to vote. Who do you want to play Sam Mayday Malone? We got three options. 
In third place right now, Henrik Lundqvist, 28%. And it's close. These are all really close. And Lundqvist, because great-looking guy, uh, has got the hair. So we did Lundqvist for that. Number two, Jesse Palmer at 33%. And, Joe, that was your choice, wasn't it? Yeah, my choice is Jesse Palmer. He fits the bill. Yeah. I mean, just... I mean, he's very much mirrors Mayday Malone. Sam Malone, for people who don't know, was a failed relief pitcher with the Boston Red Sox. Good-looking guy, does well with the ladies, a lot of personality. Jesse Palmer is all those things except for replace relief uh, relief pitcher with quarterback. He was okay with the Florida Gators. Um, you know, got a tryout with the Giants. Not very good, and has become a great broadcaster. So that's second. First place, Aaron Rodgers at thirty nine percent. Now. Aaron Rodgers certainly doesn't fit the bill in terms of um, non-successful athlete. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of the last 20 years. But he fits the bill in so many other ways. He's really interesting, great personality, good-looking guy, does well with the ladies, especially famous ladies, has a little bit of an edge to him, but can also chill and be relaxed, which is why Aaron Rodgers, which was sort of my choice, is leading right now at 39%. Um, going to... I, I'll read you, Joe. I want to get your opinion. Get, and Steve, you can chime in if you want as well. Some of the suggestions. And one from Nick B., which we took, Cliff Phil Kessel. Just to hear Cliff say, good one, Normie, good one. Now, he wanted Randy Carlisle as Norm Peterson because then that would really punch home the good one, Randy, but now be good one, Normie. I could see that. The only thing is I don't think Randy Carlisle is that lovable. Yeah, so that's why Randy's out. But Cliff as Phil Kessel. I'll tell you right now, everybody, Cliff Clavin will be played by Phil Kessel. Absolutely. Done and done. Uh, Nathan wrote in, Rebecca, Tanya Harding. Cheap upstairs restaurant guy, Eugene Melnick. I love that. Carla Charles Oakley. (laughs) Tough as nails. Tough as nails. And here's what I really liked. Sam Malone as Pat Riley. Riley's a little bit old. You needed to have got end of Lakers. um, Showtime Lakers Riley? Yeah, or even Nick's Pat Riley. But... Interesting, good tan, good hair, tall, lanky. Um, I mean, Pat's been married to the same woman for like 30, 40 years, so that doesn't count. But the, the, the Pat Riley one, was I, I kind of I dug where he came from on that. I think I hit the nail on the head on my uh, Diane. All right, we'll get, we'll get, in that, we'll get that at noon. Okay, it's, it's called a radio tease. That's that what, good, eh? It's what we do in this business. Uh, Marvin Miller writes in, Sam, he wanted Henrik Lundqvist. Well, Marvin, he's on the list. For Cliff, Don Cherry. That's not a bad one. Don Cherry, bit of a know-it-all. You know, he's got 100 theories, loves his own voice, kind of like Cliff Clavin. That does, that's pretty good as well. Also, he's got the good flow still. So he's yeah. got the good hair. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that one. I could see. Steve actually had a good idea for a norm. What, what is it, Steve? You better do better with this than your recount of being at an incredibly exciting <laughs> Argos game last night. I had a Brian Burke. Brian kind of looks like him. Th- I'm not going to lie to you. There has been some Brian Burke for Norm. Here's the thing. Norm was lovable. Brian Burke's kind of intimidating, isn't he? Yeah, but I, when you see like the the, the the more depressing Norm, that's where I really see Brian Burke. Yeah. Like when he's really down and he's like soft-spoken. Like, and oh, now yeah. he turns around and he sees Cliff and he's like, I traded you. I traded for you. 
And that wasn't a great deal. And then, you know, puts him in the dumps and, you know, he's wearing milk bone underwear. I know, but uh, I get it. But now, but Norm is still more energetic, more lovable. Okay, let me just ask you guys this. When you th- I know we got to go. Um, when you think of Brian Burke, um, if we're going to do a list of adjectives, where on your list does lovable fall? Is it 1 through 75? Yeah, but it comes right under, under truculence, pugnacity, <laughs> and uh, intensity. Listen, really smart. Um, yeah, there's a lot of positive you can say about Brian Burke. I am not putting lovable in that category. Fair? All right. Coming up on the other side, we are going to reveal all the athletes we have chosen to represent the cast for Cheers. It's the Toronto Today Cheers reboot. Plus, we're going to play you... Okay, you got to stick around for this. If you haven't seen it or heard it, the Simpsons take on Cheers, it is hilarious. Plus, Mike Hogan freaking out, Argonauts win against Ottawa, Craig Button joining us. What does the Mark Stone one-year deal, can we all find a way to connect it to the Maple Leafs? You're damn right we can, next on TSN 1050. All right, you Poindexters, let's get this right. One, hey, hey, kids, I'm talking crusty. Two, hey, hey, here comes Sideshow Mel. Again, here comes Sideshow Mel. Sideshow Mel. Three, <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. Learn from a professional, kid.